You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The San Diego Padres are finishing up the season as well as they possibly can with just a few, a couple of weeks left. So let's talk to AJ Castavell about all that's going on with the Padres. I'm Allison Futter. Um, AJ, so this is kind of cool. I read your article um, that the Padres tied a major league record with five Venezuelan-born players in their starting lineup. Was this something that was like pointed out to you guys, or how, how did they come up with this as being a record? Well, it, it, it tied a record. It was a franchise record. It was something that uh, I had noticed that um, they had five Venezuelan-born hitters on the roster. but And I kind of tried to do the math in my head to see if they could get them all on, 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 on the field on the same day, and it just didn't seem possible, possible to me because of the positions they played. Because um, Luis Sardinas plays shortstop, and there was Solarte plays third base, and those are pretty much the spots that uh, – Alexi Amarista also backs up at, and uh, Oswaldo Arcia is in the outfield. It just didn't seem to kind of work right with the uh, with the math and the way they and and they're all kind of left-handed hitters or switch hitters. It just didn't seem like it would work. But they wanted to give Will Myers a day off, so they moved in here with Marte at first base. And suddenly, in like the sixth inning yesterday, I realized, oh, they're all in there. And so uh, we, uh, me, me and one of the PR people talked to Stats Inc. and uh, Essentially, they, they did a search for us, figured out that it was the first time since 2014 when the Arizona Diamondbacks did so. Um, and I think the cool thing, one of the coolest things, and the other thing was Hector Sanchez, who was the backup catcher, who if all four position players, aside from Sanchez, were playing, they would, it would also have to happen to fall on a day where Hector Sanchez was catching. So it just kind of all worked out. Uh, Andy Green kind of joked that uh, they should have had the Venezuelan flag flying in the dugout uh, yesterday. And the cool, <laughs> maybe the coolest part of the story is that they tied a major league record with the five Venezuelan-born players in the lineup, and they were the guys that kind of led the Padres to victory against the Giants. Uh, Hector Sanchez went three for four with a two-run homer. Uh, Luis Sardinas had a couple hits. and Ever Solarte had a couple RBIs. So that that almost kind of put the cap around the story. It was a pretty it was pretty cool. And and they were all like they were all really really proud of the moment and what they should be. Yeah, no, that was my next question. I mean, there's a lot of it's kind of hard to sort of explain it to, like, American-born fans and people that just grew up here, like how much pride there is uh, among countrymen and how much camaraderie there is uh, for, um, you know, Venezuelan-born major leaguers and Dominican Republic-born players. Like, if they have this bond, I mean, if you see, like, during batting practice, even players on opposing teams, um, if they're just from the same country, then they find each other and there's, like, this bond. So I would imagine this is, like, hugely important to these guys not only to be on the same team but to have accomplished this i would think that it wasn't just some small thing that they just gave a nice quote and moved on it was probably very meaningful to them yeah and uh that you kind of hit the nail right on the head for them it's uh and the interesting thing i i, I talked to uh solarte and sanchez about it last night and they both said that um they say it's, it's not like it's hard to play baseball otherwise but it's easier to play when you go out there and you have four of your fellow countrymen just, just and and on the field with you, they say it just it just makes it easier. You, you feel more at home because we have to remember that these guys grew up 
thousand miles away. Uh, it, it's, I mean, in, in the case of some of these younger guys, uh, they haven't been in the United States for very long, so having these other guys kind of helps them feel more at home. Hector Sanchez has actually been part of a couple of these uh, uh, accomplishments for the Venezuelan-born players. Uh, he was on in the 2012 World Series. I think there were. Mm, I think there were 12 total players between the two teams on the roster. I could be wrong with that number, but they set the record for most Venezuelan-born players in a World Series. And then uh, he was also part of the Giants team when they played the Diamondbacks, the same Diamondbacks team a couple years ago, that also had five um, that they, that put the most Venezuelan-born players on the field in a game uh, combined. So uh, he's kind of getting used to these these accomplishments, but... Um, yeah, that's, I think the biggest thing is there's, there's a lot of pride between these guys, and they really feel comfortable uh, having kind of each other to, to, to make them feel home. This is a nice little preview for the World Baseball Classic next year when we probably see a lot of these guys, and then we really kind of understand uh, a little bit more about what baseball means to some of, the, um, some of these countries. I know the, the TV ratings are, like, through the roof for the World Baseball Classic and, and, and Mexico, Venezuela, Dominican. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Uh, moving on. Okay, so I had to laugh, not because it's funny when someone has the flu, but this flu bug, I can't imagine that it um, is traveling just among baseball players throughout the country. But I'm here in Houston, and uh, Jose Altuve was pulled from a game with a stomach flu. Um, a couple of the Cubs players played in the game. They had stomach flu. Um, it's grossing me out. And then so now I'm like, going through the headlines, preparing for our podcast. It's like, oh, Paul Clemens pitched, and he had the flu, and everyone's throwing up, and it's really kind of gross. But at the same time, I when I have the stomach flu, like I can't move for days. And the, the fact mm-hmm. that these guys are still able to play at a major league level is stunning to me. I mean, how do they do it? I have, I have no idea. I have no idea how Paul Clemens did it because he, after, after he pitches, even, even if he has a poor start, uh, which he had a couple of them leading up to this flu game, so we were we were really skeptical at how he was going to pitch yesterday. Um, he is one of the most happy-go-lucky guys. He'll give answers that go on for a minute and a half. He's positive. He's he's excited about the, the things he did right, and he's ready to learn from all the challenges or whatever. Yesterday, his answers were short. They were <laughs> curt. They weren't. They were, and it wasn't. He, he wasn't being rude or anything. You could just visibly see how drained he was. He kind of refused to admit that that it was really all that bad but uh when the when the manager says he tried to stay away from you because uh, he didn't want to get sick i think that that probably says it all and he went out and had his best start at the padre which kind of kind of blows my mind like i said we were entering that start we were all kind of skeptical because he his velocity had kind of decreased in the last couple starts and he really wasn't really hadn't been able to, to work that second or third time through a lineup but he he looked he looked very good and uh that's a that's a credit to him uh, i i have no idea how he did it. I don't know. I don't even know if he knows. Yeah, five shutout innings uh, against the Giants, and of course we know the Giants aren't very good right now. But it's still that is a feat. But I don't know. In some ways, I feel like I mean I've been around as a beat writer, like been around the Astros when a flu bug goes through. One time, Pink Eye was going through the clubhouse, and at some point, I don't know. It almost seems like it would be a better idea to have that sick person stay away uh, rather than just be around and get everyone else sick. I mean, when the Cubs were just here, Jake Arrieta had the flu and he had gotten it from, I can't remember who the other, uh, like Justin Grimm, I think. Um, I mean, at some point you have to use logic, right? And just send the guy home. Maybe not. I mean, is there, I guess maybe when it comes to starting pitcher, your options are kind of limited about who can step in in your place. 
Yeah, I, that's that's a fair point, and it makes you kind of wonder what might have happened if uh, Jared Cosart went down with an injury with a strained hamstring and a strained groin in his last start, and they were kind of thin in the rotation. So who knows, maybe if he were healthy, then Paul Clemens wouldn't have pitched. But, um, yeah, he I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, after the game, he did not look great. He said... Uh, he got his. He got. His, he compared it to one other start he made in junior college, where he got his wisdom teeth pulled, and uh, he was he was fairly groggy, and he made his start, and he pitched a one hitter. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe 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 he's overthinking things on the mound too much, and when he's sick or when he's when his head's a little cloudy, he can just go out there and pitch because he has some good stuff. He has, he actually has some some really good stuff. It's just really a matter of him harnessing it and him lowering his walk rate. Um, and who knows? Maybe maybe the flu helped him somehow. Yeah, I'm glad to see he's doing well. He was with the Astros as a very very young guy many years ago, and uh, he seemed like a likable person who hasn't growing up to do. So it sounds like he has uh, grown up a little bit. That's good. I hope I hope that he continues to to have success. Um, on the other end of it, Ed, Edwin Jackson. I'm just curious. Like he's had an up and down season. He's had some really good starts, some really un- or sort of forgettable starts. But I know that he's kind of auditioning as a free agent for next year. Um, it might even make sense for the Padres. I mean, he's kind of I, – I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but you need those filler guys, you need those veteran guys when your team is transitioning to hopefully something better um, in the next year or two. Um, he, I would imagine, would be a consideration, right, to try to maybe bring him back and uh, make him like a fifth starter? Oh, absolutely. They need, they're going to need to maybe sign one, maybe two kind of just veteran presences for that rotation because – They've got some injury questions to answer, answer during the offseason. Guys like Colin Ray, Robbie Erland, uh, Eric Johnson. Just and and but even when you even when you kind of delve into who might be in the rotation next year, uh, they need that veteran presence. Uh, we kind of don't know the, the status with Tyson Ross. Uh, he he's obviously a trade candidate. He's also has, has shoulder issues. Um, but a guy like an Edwin Jackson or even a Clayton Richard, who's been really, he's been very good over the last month. It's someone that makes a lot of sense for the Padres rotation because whoever's in their rotation next year, it's going to be, it's going to be a whole lot younger than it was this year when they had James Shields and Andrew Kashner uh, starting in their rotation, Andrew Pomerantz as well. So they right. need they need someone to kind of bring the help bring those guys along. And I know Andy Green's spoken about the, the merits of having an Edwin Jackson or a Clayton Richard kind of help the younger guys. Yeah, no, I don't see that. It can, uh, it can't really harm the team. It can only, there are innings that they have to absorb. There's about a thousand innings they have to account mm-hmm. for. So, um, okay, yeah. good and, stuff. AJ, oh, go ahead. Yeah. And I just want to make one more point. The other thing is most of their pitching prospects are at the lower levels. So it's not like if they were to sign one or two of these guys, they'd be taking spots away from anyone. Uh, like they, like that, like was kind of the case with the outfield this season. So it's 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 it made, it's kind of imperative for the Padres to sign someone in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Now there's no there's no such thing as a like stud pitcher that is being pushed out by a thirty something veteran who's just an innings eater. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Anyway, okay, AJ, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good good talk, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me on. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.